Good morning, jesters. Jestettes. Jesterians every shape, size, and motherfucking color. <clears throat> I hope every one of you is doing fucking amazing. Good morning, Mr. Pickle. I fucking love you, man. And I hope you're doing fucking smashing as well. So now, I'm going to hit this bong again. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Woo! Oh, Jesus. So it's another fucking amazing day. Amazing fucking day. Woke up this morning. Feeling fine. Had someone special on my mind. Last night I met a new girl in my neighborhood. Not really. I didn't need a new girl. I have my girl. I had a disagreement with my baby doll last night. It was just uh, a misunderstanding. Uh, I uh, thought one thing that wasn't there. And it's my fault. I was I was jumpy. I just, uh, I don't know. It was my fault. I apologized and I said, okay. I'm done. I'm not going to fight with you. I don't want to fight with you. I love you. So that's done now. But, other than that, life is fucking amazing, man. Life is great. We got some changes coming up. Some big changes. I'm not at liberty to discuss yet. Uh, maybe in the future. But, uh, by the end of August, I'm sure you'll know. Um, I will, I will disclose by then, I'm sure, what's going on. But it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. We're moving up in the world. Moving on up, moving on up, moving on up to the east side. I don't fucking know. Who knows? But <laughs> I guess we've killed. <laughs> what 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 we're gonna do now is it is time for the UFC, the Jesters UFC. That, that's what this is. The Jesters UFC. Up first commentary. Let's see what kind of bullshit they're trying to sell us today. President Biden's administration says it wants vaccine makers to share what they know. That's right. The administration says it supports what's called a waiver for intellectual property rights on vaccines. That waiver has to come from the World Trade Organization. This is an effort to speed up vaccinations around the world, especially in really hard-hit countries like India. Now, pharmaceutical companies are resisting, saying this will not work like it's expected to. NPR has a pharmaceuticals correspondent. Sydney Lupkin was on the line. Good morning. Good morning. How is this waiver supposed to work? So this is a proposed... See, this This is kind of kind of sticky. Like, I'm all about protecting uh, intellectual pro uh, property. Because, well, look what I do. But, <laughs> it's big pharmaceutical companies. And... I guess if I want to stay close to my roots, I'd say, no, they don't have to share their shit because it's intellectual property. Why would, why would you share? No, like that, that's wrong to be forced to share your intellectual property in a so-called, a so-called, uh, <laughs> what the fuck kind of system are we in? Uh. Oh, 
Jesus Christ, I am so fucking dumb right now. Um, like this joint. Capitalism, that's what we... In capitalism, why would you want to give away your money maker, man? That, that's a horrible idea. So, no, I don't believe the pharmaceuticals should be forced to hand over their intellectual property. However, I'm going to put this out there. Fuck pharmaceutical companies. Beaver of parts of a 1995 global intellectual property agreement through the World Trade Organization. There are a few things in there, but the most important thing is that it would allow other countries to jump in on the vaccine patents, allowing them to start making vaccines on their own without waiting for companies like Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson to supply them. Here's James Love, director of Knowledge Ecology International, a nonprofit public interest group that supports the waiver. If you look at the sequence of things that have to happen to get scaling up manufacturing, the first for a company the decision they have to make is, is it legal for me to do this thing? Am I going to go to jail? Am I going to be hit with a big infringement claim? So countries could bypass the exclusive rights of the patents, maybe with a royalty payment of some kind. And other countries really are... That's only what's right, I guess. Even though I still say fuck big pharmaceutical companies. That number is only 2%. So <laughs> 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 sense but shit Number one, this is just wrong, so we should just stop considering it. You can't force people to hand over their goddamn ideas. That's communism. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Joe Biden, the first communist president? The first communist illegitimate, illegitimate communist president? It's far from over, she says. Fuck you, you douche monkey. Stop peddling fear. Are you looking for smoking deals on smoking accessories? Check out 42 Degrees and Sunny at 50 Chautauqua Avenue in Lakewood, New York. Or at 42DegreesAndSunny.com where they're always open. Enter the code SWED at checkout to get 10% off your order, either in the store or on the site. 
Remember, that's 42DegreesAndSunny.com. How can we brighten your day? Now let's get back to the show. At some point, people who fell behind on the rent during the pandemic will have to pay. A court ruling yesterday came close to saying the bill is due now. You might remember the CDC imposed a moratorium on evictions because you cannot isolate at home if you don't have a home. So... So I um I don't uh see I let me mm-hmm. if you fell behind in your rent because you lost your job because the government told businesses to shut the fuck down you lost your job through no fault of your own and you fell back on rent now that this shit's all over and done with or who know who the fuck knows what they're trying to tell you but it, it never should have been started in the beginning but it doesn't fucking matter because it is what it is mm-hmm but my fucking drawing went out but where the fuck was I going with this Oh, so through no fault of your own, you lost your job, and you couldn't pay rent. So they couldn't they couldn't uh, kick you out. So now, again, the government is forcing all these people with back rent to pay this rent through because now they have to pay this month's rent and the month they missed all at once, even though they maybe got. Still haven't got their job back. Or maybe if they did get a job, they're not getting the same fucking amount because shit just went fucking haywire. So again, the poor man doesn't get bailed out. The fucking... The people above the poor, they get bailed out. The homeowners, they get... they they they're, Their tenants are being forced to pay their, their back bill even though they fucking didn't have a goddamn choice whether or not they could fucking work or not. So... Fuck that bullshit. That's absolute horseshit. You can't... You can't get blood from a fucking stone. Stop fucking forcing the poor to take care of the goddamn people who can take care of their goddamn selves. No, they... The fucking workers of this goddamn country, the people who are doing shit every goddamn day, they should be fucking bailed out. Not these goddamn people who so who think they're fucking in charge. Fuck these goddamn motherfuckers, man. Jesus, I'm getting pissed. Yesterday, a judge overturned that moratorium, but then she restored it temporarily to allow for an appeal. NPR's Chris Arnold is reporting on a case that could affect millions of people. Chris, good morning. Hey, good morning, Steve. What are the legal arguments here? Well, the case was brought by the Alabama Association of Realtors, and and they were basically arguing that, look, that the CDC doesn't have the power to tell landlords that they can't evict their tenants if they want to, even in the middle of the worst pandemic in 100 years. And the judge agreed. The judge is Dabney Friedrich. She was appointed by the Trump administration. It's it's clear that the CDC has the ability to order certain things to prevent the spread of disease, especially in times like this. But the judge said here the CDC overreached 
there have been conflicting decisions. Other judges have come to other conclusions. But the bottom line in all... So they're saying they overreach. They can tell businesses to shut the fuck down so everybody has to lose their fucking job. But, again, the workers aren't protected. The working class aren't... It's the people above the working class. Gee, that sounds kind of like feudalism to me. This is that this decision or, or this ruling goes far beyond any of the others. And on its face, it would strike down this eviction moratorium nationwide. Feudalism might have been the wrong word, but it doesn't sound fucking right, is what I'm fucking saying. It's fucking... <coughs> it's... it's it's um, it's immoral. It's what the fuck. It's fucking immoral. That's what fucking pisses me off. It's not fucking right. But there's a bottom line below the bottom line, a sort of bottom bottom line that the judge held off imposing her own ruling. Why? Yeah, this this is getting into the weeds, and and, and uh, but, but the main reason that the judge did that appears to be that the Department of Justice immediately appealed this case on behalf of the CDC. I talked to Seamus Roller about this. Uh, he's a lawyer. He heads up the National Housing Law Project. The underlying ruling in this case is pretty weak, in my opinion, because Congress in December extended the CDC order. So clearly Congress thinks that the CDC has this authority. Who the fuck cares what Congress said, thinks? They're fucking dumbasses anyway. agreed to put her ruling <laughs> <laughs> at least a week. We're, we're not exactly here. <laughs> They're all corrupt pieces of shit, man. Come on. Roller says, look, we just don't know how this appeals process is, is, is going to play out. And he says, it's true that the CDC order was issued during the Trump administration, but Trump appointed a lot of conservative federal judges, and Roller suspects that they, too, would could be likely to rule against the CDC exerting its power in this way, telling landlords you can't evict tenants. And he says, you know, all this is going to be decided by a panel of just three judges. So the outcome of that will affect so many people is going to depend greatly on, on, on which three judges get selected. What are landlords saying? Well, landlords aren't exactly celebrating. I mean, they don't want to look like they're eager to evict people, and, and some are not. But but they say, you know, look, the economy's picking up. They want things to get back to normal. They want to have control of their properties again. They have bills to pay. And in a statement, the realtor group that, that brought this case said that this will bring needed relief to mom-and-pop landlords. And it also said that, that the focus now should be on getting emergency rental assistance money to tenants so that the landlords don't have to evict them. Oh, well, Congress did pass a lot of money for that. How's it working? Yeah, all, all that money went out of the country. The fuck are you talking about, Chuck? Landlords so they could avoid evictions. <laughs> but in a lot of places, Steve, this is just not <laughs> the vast majority of people that need it. Yet. And, and, and that, that is what people like Roy <laughs> That money went to Pakistan for gender studies, man. That didn't go to no fucking American people who needed fucking help with their goddamn rent. No, that went fucking out of the fucking country for fucking gender studies in Pakistan. Fuck you. And they just feel like they're going to decide to just evict people and move on. Meanwhile, there's a housing shortage. The economy's been recovering, so it's often really easy to find new tenants. 
So that could mean that, that a lot of people get evicted. They're fucking playing games. That's all this is, is one giant fucking game. And the Census Bureau is saying that, look, you know, there, there are 7 million households out there right now that are behind on the rent. An eviction on your record makes it hard to find another place. So the worry is that many people could, could end up homeless. 7 million. Chris, thanks. There's already a bunch of fucking homeless. What the fuck does anybody in the... Con corrupt Congress cares. They're getting United paid. They don't Bell. fucking vote for some representatives who could bring a referendum. They're, it's all could, should, may. We need some fucking facts. Jesus Christ. Ugh. Hey, Jesterians. If y'all have the Cash App and want to help support the show directly, our Cash App handle is The Promoting Jester. We'd appreciate y'all very much. Be safe and make your decisions well. What the fuck is wrong with these people, man? Scotland, free from England, which is politically a lot more conservative. Scotland's much more politically liberal and frankly European in its outlook. And as you as Noel was pointing out, you know, Scotland actually voted heavily to stay in the EU but was outvoted by England ten because England has ten times as many people. I was talking to a voter today, Neil Farquhar. So the English want them to leave, but the Scots want to stay. I don't fucking get it. I don't understand. A country to be independent, we probably, I would guess, wouldn't be getting involved in foreign wars, uh, which cause billions. You know, you, you got control over your own destiny. To vote on everything and make all of their own decisions. Um, interesting, because that is a similar argument that people in the UK you made for leaving Europe in the first place. What are you hearing? You're, you're not, you are not the first person to make that observation, Steve. <laughs> Everybody's flipped around. On the yeah. idea of independence. So what are you hearing? That's what happens. Everybody flip-flops, but... <laughs> well, um, it's interesting. I think that... Um, I was talking to a guy named Jonathan Ainsley, just up the street here. He studies Roman law at the University of Edinburgh. He feels both British and Scottish, and he says, and this gets to your earlier point, he would like to be part of a larger entity, particularly in an increasingly dangerous world. This is what he told me. I think the union is important for our national security... I think it's important possible. to support possible. I'm not going to say it's not. Future. But more important <laughs> if we were to become independent, <laughs> I was robbed of my <laughs> identity. Well, if pro-independence party <laughs> well in today's election, what happens next? I think Boris Johnson is going to say no, and the independence parties here, particularly the Scottish National Party, which is dominant, uh, they will probably go to court, and I think you'll see a battle royal. And potentially a constitutional crisis. Uh, 
during a period when, you know, it has been chaotic politics for the last three or four years here. What is the American interest in all of this? Big. That's what I was thinking. The UK is America's closest ally. If the UK were to break up, this would be very bad for the United States and other Western countries that rely uh, on UK support militarily, diplomatically, and otherwise. Why? And would be very good, frankly. Who's to say the Scots wouldn't be our allies too? But then again, why would they want to? Fucking fucked up as we are. That's NPR's Frank Langfit from Scotland. I don't think we have any fucking. Who the fuck cares? And that's our first for this Thursday, May 6th. I'm this Steve is the UFC for Thursday, May tomorrow. 6th, man. That was, uh, that was some bullshit. Was, was there any news? Well, I guess the news that, uh, another referendum may, could, possibly, but I can't, no, that's not even fucking news. So there was no, well, the news there, I'm sorry, sorry, the news there was that they're gonna, they're having an election in Scotland, just... I don't even remember what I was too aggravated, but uh, and so then the second story was about sharing intellectual property. Or was that the first story? Who knows? But intellectual property should not be forced to be given. That's that's fucking communism, man. Why are you forcing somebody to give up their ideas? This this isn't. This is a capitalist society so the government has no fucking say over who get now uh, granted like i said i fucking hate big pharma and all all the companies involved but they should be held to the same goddamn standard as i am they should not be forced to give up their intellectual property and uh what was the other story i can't fucking remember what the other story was uh must not have been important because shit <laughs> It was NPR. They're just trying to spin stories and tell lies. Yay! Rate, subscribe, and share. Yay! I got into a discussion last night on Twitter uh, because Louis J. Gomez of the Real Ass Podcast asked, said that he was going to go on with a it was a vaccine special or whatever. So he was, he was going to go on with a doctor, and if he had a good question to ask... Ask it. So I asked a question. Uh, my my question was, is if one can get infected by the uh, coronavirus after receiving the vaccine, why get the vaccine? And why are they bribing people with MLB tickets to get the vaccine? And someone came back with, well, not every... Va- no vaccine is 100% effective. I'm I, I'm not talking about the effective rate of the vaccine. I'm talking about the fact that the antibodies don't last forever. Like in other vaccines. Like say polio or others. But this one, from what I've read and heard, these don't last very long. So why would you waste your time getting a vaccine... That you don't know what the fuck they're injecting into your body. They tell you that what it is, but you don't know that that's what the fuck it is. I don't trust these motherfuckers like that. At all. Why? Why would I? So, um... That's that's just what I wanted to say. It's, I'm not anti-vax... I'm not an anti-vaxxer. 
Like, yes, vaccines are good for the most part. But when they're trying to force this shit on you, like they do with the PPP loans, get a PPP loan, they're trying to fucking do something. I don't know what the fuck they're trying to do. But if they want you to get this so fucking bad, you have to ask yourself why. Why are they trying to force this on you? Always question authority, man. All Yay! Rate, subscribe, and share. Yay! So let's see what the space weather is going to be for May 6th, 2021. Good morning, Mr. Ben. Good morning, folks. We have a mountain to move today, and our video from last night will go down as one of our best. Hope you didn't miss it. Right now, we're kicking off at spaceweathernews.com. And if you didn't catch it in the opening, watch the left side. Filament citing irreconcilable differences and erupting in violent fashion off the incoming limb. Another at the end as well. You'll be able to see both the initial eruption and the second smaller one here this morning in just the last few hours. This region is turning into face Earth and the X-ray flux is already on the rise. While this eruption will miss the Earth, Future eruptions may not. And by the way, watch the shockwave ripple through the corona after the eruption. This is a sign that the CME releases are becoming more powerful as we head up into the Zarkova sunspot maximum. Come on, that's funny. Release clearly visible on Soho Lasco this morning as well, heading up and away. We'll get a quick look from Stereo A here showing the point of the blast. Active region is heading into face Earth next. By the way, this marks a sharp uptick on the sun as the day before an ice release came off the far side. Again, not relevant to the Earth, but taken all together, the sun is waking up once again. Up next, Starlings tore across the central U.S. around 5 a.m. Central Time. I did manage to get a background star in there as a guidance for the motion of the satellites. It is really cool to see these up there. Speaking of cool, if the title doesn't tell you why last night's video is a monster, I don't know what will. It was a point-by-point -point explanatory video for both the climate world and for those of us who could really use some help in these conversations. Here's a heap of help. Last night's video is linked below this one. Starting slowly here with more from the sun as a nice gamma signature associated with the CME eruption is reported. It's not that these are unheard of unless, of course, you are a climate model, in which case, no, the sun is just an ultraviolet light and nothing more. On the Earth side of things, aurora triggered by those CMEs are becoming more understood as oxygen troughs in the natural waveforms of the atmosphere create those dune and stripe patterns noticed quite often in the far northern reaches of Scandinavia, like Elsa North. Anyway, let's go back to this list because we're going to be putting up more framing on the foundation. One of the most important and ironic aspects of the entire discussion is that even if they are right about everything else, A8, melting ice at the poles triggers ocean shutdowns and rapid cooling. Here, as they describe the strength of those heat transports in the sea and how critical they are for deglaciation, we can look at those transports shutting down in modern times and we should be able to figure out what's on deck for us next. We've got two more new ones in the global electric circuit, B5, affecting from both solar flares and solar wind coupling. The ionospheric modulation and excitement from space weather is how those rapid forcings are completed. And provided you can get someone to translate the remote for you from Russia, the electrically minded are going to flip over what they found in terms of what I can only call geomagnetic or solar-triggered thunderstorms. Anyone who has our textbook knows Chapter 6 is all about the papers on space weather and human health. Here's one that builds on the second level of those correlations, as circadian rhythm is
is one of the disrupted elements for those susceptible to space weather, seen that in a lot of papers, from the auroral light to radio frequencies of the reverberating fields to the induced electric currents, and also for all of the statistical correlations on space weather and cognitive disruption, this ties those two things together quite nicely. Last but not least, folks, this is the fourth, quote, impossible nova we've reported in the last two years. They keep having to, quote, rewrite what is possible. But of course, the point is the validity of the examination we've done over the last two years on how their nova bucket needs to get so much bigger if they want to accurately characterize events in the cosmos. This is no different than the no ejection nova or the one smaller than most solar flares or the recurrent nova where no binary can be found. It will be the same for the recurrent solar micronova. And while your top thing to watch today is last night's climate video, our disaster playlist has more information on the solar event and how the first chemical signs of its oncoming have already begun on the sun. We greatly appreciate your support. We've got wind maps and shots of our star to close. Subscribe and we'll do this all again tomorrow, right here. But right now it's 5.30 a.m. in the new Valley of the Sun. Eyes open, no fear. Be safe, everyone. Let's check out last night's video. Because I didn't fucking... I mean, I did miss it. Climate science destroyed in eight minutes. The collapse of the climate science you know has already been published by top researchers and top journals. Someone just needs to point out all the pieces that are already here. This may look confusing, but admit it. It's pretty. And this is the outline of the demise of climate science. We're going to run them down one by one, starting with the failures of the science. A1, failure to predict the future. At no point have the climate models accurately modeled the future. The official observed temperatures have consistently come <laughs> below the scary global warming numbers. And it's one thing to not be able to predict the future. But when your models can't predict the past, that's a problem. A2. This was the case with the recent surveys of the climate world, finding the high sensitivity in conflict with the paleoclimate data. And this is a ubiquitous feature among the climate models, the inability to even reproduce the data when we extend the timeline into the past. A3 and A4 can almost be combined as oversensitivity and heat bias to CO2 combines with the uncertainties in aerosol and cloud forcing as one of the major causes of these model failures. They trigger bias development in the oceans that becomes troubling in only six months into simulations. And recently, when half of Arctic warming was blamed on ozone loss, which is actually a third of all global warming, it told us that the heat that has been blamed on carbon all these years is a fantasy. The questions surrounding carbon have been a prominent piece of the literature the last 18 months, along with the identification and quantification of the uncertainties, which again, always seem to skew one way, heat bias. A5 is the lowering of climate sensitivity, which is not only expressly favored in the paleoclimate disagreement studies, but the lack of specific changes that would absolutely be expected if they had the models right and which are simply not being seen, further pushes towards the library of studies out in the last two years favoring a less extreme version of global warming and lower climate sensitivity to carbon. And it is not just uncertainty and heat bias that fails to predict the future or the past, but the data itself has come under major question just this year by the world's number one climate journal. We won't see this on CNN. We've seen the accusations about temperature adjustments into the past and climate gate emails about how they were going to rig the data. But the urban heat island effect at A6 adds on a major source of doubt to the realization that something else <coughs> is happening in the climate. A7 is a point of discussion. Anytime someone points to studies about how global warming is going to get us all or there's a consensus in the science, those are the studies that have the bias, uncertainty, 
urban heat island effects and which can't predict the future or the past. A8. Yes, folks, the changes we are seeing are going to trigger an ice age. When the water is locked as ice at the poles, the oceans are more saline and the mid-latitudes are temperate. Melting the ice at the poles affects the heat transport in the oceans and triggers rapid cooling towards ice age conditions. Not to mention those major snow and cold events that have crippled parts of Europe and, more recently, Texas. Climate models fail tremendously at their foundations, and the studies saying otherwise are guilty of an A-list violation, or multiple, and at the end of the day, it's all leading to cold anyway. Section B is unappreciated forcing, the things that are really affecting the climate. Starting at B1, volcanoes, this is the volcanic aerosol cooling of the atmosphere during the time of official climate science. The problem is that this is the data from the U.S. government on volcanic cooling going back more than a millennia. That green box on the right is what I showed before, the time of official climate science, and we are not only missing the true forcing power of volcanoes when we skew the timeline, but we haven't had any major cooling effect from them in centuries. When they ask where the century of heat we just had came from, if we're cutting back the carbon blame, part of the answer is that volcanoes have been taking it easy on us, not blocking out as much light. And then you move on to B2, where you add more to the equation to make up for CO2. These are all the published and confirmed correlations and mechanisms of solar forcing of the atmosphere. And here's what official climate science allows into the discussion. Just irradiance, which not only misses the majority of ways the sun affects us with its particle and field forcing, which is a massive blunder to anyone who can grasp the energy conversion of particles to light, that's right, and the way they do irradiance is nonsensical as well. This is our favorite recent example, the irradiance and therefore solar climate forcing in official climate models during the September 2017 solar storms, the largest in 12 years. Yes, some spectra of UV dropped, and in official climate models, it says the sun gave us less energy, but x-rays surged by a thousand, particle bombardment surged by a factor of 10,000, and folks, it was a massive energy input to our planet that showed up as negative solar forcing in official climate models. By the way, the entirety of solar forcing is organized into a climate playlist that can be found linked right below this video, where you can learn what the real effect of those solar storms were on the planet. Cosmic rays are where they fail again to appreciate the sun. Where the sun is weak, it not only gives us less energy, but it blocks out fewer cosmic rays, which trigger cloud condensation and attract dust and vapor particles to enhance the albedo cooling. When the sun is active, it blocks out those cosmic rays, in addition to giving us more energy. That makes it a double whammy of heating versus cooling that, again, is not factored into climate models. The literature from the last decade on cosmic rays and lightning has also been solidified in the last two years as well. So just to clarify, that plays into both A3 and A4 along with the volcanoes and the sun. And now get this, they not only can't predict the future or the past, they peg CO2 as the problem along with uncertainties. Low carbon sensitivity is favored and the changes that we're seeing are actually going to lead to cold. The climate has much more to do with volcanoes, the sun, and cosmic ray modulation than is allowed into climate models. And on top of all of that, the sun has had an easier road to warming the planet with our magnetic field fading. It's not just more blame for the sun, but its doorway has actually become a floodgate. And then, of course, there is the mechanism in the atmosphere that makes a lot of these electrodynamic couplings work, the global electric circuit. There is no aspect of geophysics outpacing the growth of this field over the last decade, and the studies have just been waiting to pour their answers on how clouds and pressure cells are subject to manipulation electrically. Key recent ones solidify that electrical path over those currently working in climate models, and confirm and better characterize the rapid forcing, 
like somewhere between the speed of light and 10 seconds to affect the entire world electrically. And the key aspect of the field forcing has been described now too. We waited years for this one, and now it's giving climate scientists nightmares. Here's one that won't go into effect until June, but it's going to be another slam dunk for these electrical pathways, connecting them with the solar fields, the IMF, which means the global electric circuit is actually a solar system electric circuit. You can find my favorite 500 solar climate forcing papers as of 2020 in one place, spaceweathernews.com slash publications. For every one I showed in this video, there are dozens I didn't. When you enter this discussion with someone else, it's their failure to predict, their bias, their uncertainty, favoring lower sensitivity, and reality is that we're heading for an ice age. Studies saying we're in danger from heat are guilty of that bias, uncertainty, and inability to predict. They don't use solar particles or field forcing, or an appropriate treatment of volcanoes, solar irradiance, the magnetic field, or the global electric circuit. And when they can't counter the model failures, the bias, and the cooling trends, or the treatment of the sun, volcanoes, or electromagnetism, they will attack the source, the speaker, and then you know you won. Read below for more. Well, I have nothing to add to that. Man, just knowledge is power, man. Now you know. Now you know. Shout out, shout out to the Good News Network. Quote of the day. I never had any training. When I was growing up, quote of the... Let's do the whole thing fucking over again. Shout out, shout out. To the Good News Network. Quote of the day. I never had any training. When I was growing up, I was the last guy to get picked for every team that I was on. Willie Mays. Happy 90th birthday today to Willie Mays. Never give up. Just be tenacious. Be be assertive. Keep working towards your goals, man. Just don't give up. Word. Yay! Rate, subscribe, and share. Yay! Be a better version of yourself. You gotta smoke weed every day. And you gotta make shit happen. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah.